This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com. Hello, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. New Year's appearance for Luke Thompson. You're right, Bab. You're right. Oh, it's been a while. That's not John. <laughs> Although he's a Baron, isn't he? No, yeah, he's, he's still, still Bab, isn't he? Yeah, but Baron. Dave, he's here. stop killing the jokes. I am the joke killer. That's uh, it's on my CV. Um, you just you do realise you just sound like a really <laughs> DC villain from the mid nineties. That's very specific, so yes. <laughs> um, Luke Regan. Evening all. Here, uh, and Roy Hoops. Evening. Here we go. And on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the game against Cardiff, preview the game against QPR, as well as the January transfer window update, which of course, basically, there isn't any. So we'll start firstly with the blow this weekend that Jordan Graham is out between nine months and a year after tearing his ACL. Um, I believe 18 appearances, one goal. This is a massive blow, isn't it? He's made 18 appearances for us. I think so, unless I've completely made that appearance. You've meant, you've meant that we haven't played 18 games since November. You're probably including Oxford's games. But then again, <laughs> I've played four or five games. Oxford, yeah, under 21 games. <laughs> He's made a number of appearances. Yeah. He's represented one. Yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you're on an award-winning podcast. <laughs> Check your facts. This is how much research I do. Um, but he's got a goal, that's right. Yes. He got a goal. A, a big blow, given the fact that how much of an impact he made um, since he came in, I'm going to say end of November. <laughs> I, I think it was mid-November, because I remember at one point he'd somehow managed to get Wolves player in a, player in a month. And I hadn't seen him play. No. <laughs> I, I remember him getting player in a month for November. Thinking, I don't know what this kid looks like. I like the fact how Wolves seem to keep going from, oh, we're in crisis. Oh, we're all right now. Oh no, in crisis! All right now, and then once again, this this comes about with the defeat, which we'll talk about again. But again, a big blow. It's massive. Dave, just so in case you're ungathered, listeners, Dave really, really thinks that this is a big blow. I, I do, genuinely. I, I think this, he's been one of our standout players. So much to the fact that by the end of the season, you could still make Jordan Graham a Player of the Season candidate. That's how indifferent it's been this season. No, that's how no, poor. Can... That's how poor we've been this season. Yeah, I hate to break it to you, but. You got more chance of Leon Clark winning Wigan's Player of the Season when we tried to make that happen, <laughs> than Jordan Graham. Purely basically, whilst I think he's been a very good player for the appearances he has made, mm. you can't give someone a Player of the Season after eight appearances. Like- I think we try and do that with David Davies in the Premier League, though. Yeah but, a- yeah, but that was different. <laughs> <laughs> One, it was at the end of the season, so it was more likely to happen. Mm. And two, it's. I mean, you look since he's come into the team, he's been our main creative outlet take him away and you just you think where's the creativity going to come through from where are the assists going to come from because I mean he's averaging nearly an assist a game wasn't he if not an assist a mm. game so it's it's a massive blow it's a massive blow I mean I know he's only been in for a handful of games but I think it's up there with losing Dicko mm. it's gutting really because the thing is and I was thinking this the other day before he got injured unfortunately was 
he, he obviously had a lot of self-confidence. And whilst that's important, because I think that's what a player of his age needs to come in and make an impact in the first team, in some ways it was holding his game back a little bit because it was making him do silly things like trying to dribble around 66 men before trying to put a crossing and stuff. But He had his weaknesses, he had his positives. His positives were outweighing his weaknesses for now. I wonder if that would have been the maintenance in the long term, which I think is the reason why I question you think about playing the season. We need to do something to replace these sort of players now. I mean, we've lost probably our five best players from the, from last season at certain points. Two due to injury. Ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Ridiculous. Two, two, okay, due, two, two to injury, which you can't, you can't help. The same injury. Yeah. Junior uh, ACL is possibly the worst injury a footballer can get. It was like, as soon as you saw it, you knew it was something bad because mm. the, the way you almost—it was almost like he's. I think I seem to think it was his left leg. He planted it as he landed, and it was almost like his his quad and his thigh kept moving, and his bottom of his leg stayed still. But he tried to walk it off. Then he went down. Then he got back up. And it's one of them weird ones. It's almost like with this ACL, you can't operate with it, but it doesn't do you completely. But it's still you're out for so long and. It was a, a wave of, or what's, what's the right phrase here, a breath of fresh air, wasn't it, into the side. Walls were kind of a bit stagnant at the time, and he came and brought in something completely different and made an immediate He impact. was what we needed at the time. Mm. I'll be honest, and without meaning to say everything's okay, I think that Zyro will move out to the left wing now, which will hopefully see us bring a striker in. Or, mm. I mean, that, that that's an entirely different... Which we'll get on to. fish. <laughs> no, it's big. It's a big blow. But I, I think, like you say, we've got the players to, to change it around. But he was someone the season was kind of meddling out, really. And he mm. came in after his loan spell. I mean, the people probably criticised Jacket and say, "Well, we could have had a bit more out of him if we'd have started him at the start of the season." But there were reasons, obviously, for that. But I can't see what he was like day in day out and in terms of the, the gains, but. He wasn't a rookie, mm. and then at the pre-season it looked pretty much geared. He was playing the games. He was going to start, and then for whatever reason, he he fell aside. Went went on loan, came back, but then he's no different to to Price or you know other players mm. of, of, of that age. The midfielders have, have come out, but in fairness, we've got a lot of midfielders. I suppose if we well, I'd say if we had another striker, but if, if, even Lafondre's not playing, or you know. Mm. Um, Having seen you Soccer know. AM last week, that's not. He should never play again. He should never play again. What for, for Soccer AM? No, for, <laughs> or, <laughs> just for anybody. He should stick to playing football manager. But I was going to mention if anyone hadn't <laughs> seen it on Soccer AM, he mm. took on Jimmy Bullard in the You Know the Drill um, segment, the ball in ball. which uh, Jimmy Bullard really kind of tore him to pieces right at the end. Who, yeah. Yeah. In the end, who was the winner? Jimmy Bullard. Bullard. No. Football was, was the winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was nil-nil throughout until the last round. And I have to admit, a couple of the... I mean, especially the first bit of that challenge. If you were trying that yourself, that's that's difficult, I would say. Well, yeah, do you want to hit the one well, way? Uh, kick it up yeah, in the air. Double Sunday League winner here. Uh-huh. Okay, so what, what does a double Sunday League winner say about that first part of the challenge? Kick it up in the air, hitting it bounce, hitting on the volley. I mean, if I'm being honest, I would probably need to let the ball bounce three or four times before I struck the volley. So I can't really comment on that. But yeah, he's not even connecting with the ball properly, mm. which as a professional footballer who trains several times a week, mm. that's his only profession. It's not like he, he, he goes out on site or 
he's a glazier as well. He just plays football. Obviously. His sole purpose is to uh, oh. be able to connect with a football, yeah. flush and true. And he struggled not just once, <laughs> not just twice, not just thrice. All right, Booker T, calm down. <laughs> well, calm down, Booker well, T. It was about four or five bad connections, which is embarrassing. Five times, five times, five times, five times, Do you think your impression... You know, your opinion on Lafondra's change since the start of the season because I distinctly remember the first podcast where you were saying that Lafondra was perhaps the best third Troy striker that we could have bought that season. Do you think you would say it's completely changed? <laughs> yeah, because he's now our first Troy striker. You talk about how he's one of the best signings Wolves could have had in the summer, and I think a lot of people would have thought that. He had a good record at Reading, didn't he? He scored, he scored you know, there was. I know, a few of these one cap one he was close to getting an England call up, wasn't he? He was doing he was top scorer in the Premier League at one time, he did well. He's tailed out. But he's not done a lot now. He's not done a lot. And he's had in the games he hasn't you could argue he hasn't had a lot of chances, but no. Um I think I mean we'll come on to the, the game um pre previous in, in the week, but the fact that um he wasn't starting. Uh, just shows. He's, I don't think Jacket favours him. The, the issue I think we sat there, and I'm sure we might be coming into it in greater detail. Is we played the same football really as we did on Tuesday, and it went well at various points, but Let's, we were missing that. Exactly. Let's concise that to a later part in the podcast. Let's talk about transfer rumours and uh, Bullison from Ajax, the uh, the Ajax club yeah. captain. He hasn't been playing since due to a uh, contract. Breakdowns. So this has been going on for the last few days. There were uh, reports that he was in uh, at Wolves for a medical uh, earlier this week. That turned out not to be true from a, a tweet from uh, Bullison, the, the man himself. Uh, Alex Richards from the Mirror uh, tweeted out uh, last night that actually talks were ongoing and representatives were with Wolves. And what a, a deal this would be if Wolves were able to get somebody of perhaps his calibre at the club. What do we think? I think it'd be a good signing. Um... Would that be an ultimate thing of Goldborn out the door in the summer, given his contract ends this summer as well? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Do, you, do you think he'd be coming in as a left-back or as a left centre-half? I think left he'd a left-back. I think we've got enough centre-halves mm. at the minute. Have we? Well, not fit, but I, I think, think we Courtney could choose from four. And Courtney Horse is still yet to return as well. I think we get... Horse, Ivan Clandell, Bath, Bart. You can technically you, you, play Iowa. Yeah, you there. can play Iowa for there. I think that might be something they look to do long term, you know. I think, you know, long term, I think you'll see Iowa for an horse. I think that would be what some people might consider ideal. But when you can see the how good Iowa for is as a right back. Yeah. Especially in an attacking yeah. presence. Mm. I think they're the two best defenders we've probably got at the club, those two. I think the horse in particular before he got injured was unfortunate because I think he was great. But I think, like you say, the fact how I all for overlaps, particularly in the, the, the previous game, um, you, you don't want to lose that forward plane. Keep you know, that arm still, it will mess with your steps on your fitness. Well, I've got, yeah, <laughs> at the moment, I've got 11 1 4 8. What are you on? Yeah, yeah. But I think the biggest problem is, is left back because Dowitz is not a, well, in my opinion, a, a permanent replacement at left back. Colborne's been in and out. He did have a really good season. So I think I'd see him as left back. But Ajax captain, just that in itself, sounds yeah, fantastic. That, that, that's, what, that, that's what concerns me. It's mm. like, 
Don't get me wrong, I understand playing in England is good, and while I love the Wolves, if you said to me, do you want to play your trade at Ajax, or do you want to play your trade at, play your trade at Wolves, I think for someone that isn't a Wolves fan, if you're, play, if, if, you're talk, if you're talking yeah. honestly, really, you, you, you yeah. say Ajax, don't you? Cause I mean, it doesn't play Champions League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't well, sound like he's got a future at, Wol- at Wolves. At Ajax. Ajax. Yeah. It depends how Wolves, as well, you know, are perhaps sending it to him, if they're saying to him, look, Perhaps this season we might make a late push for um, the playoffs. The Premier League is a goal that perhaps he's, he ultimately wants to do by the end of next season. I suppose if we're twi- not there, it, then I suppose at twenty-three go. you can say give us eighteen months. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the problem is, do we sign a player that looks great for twelve months and then all of a sudden Bournemouth come in and offer stupid money for him in te- twelve months' time? And it also because it, we're not we're not looking like we might. Well, yeah, but we're the, not looking certainties to get playoffs or automatics. But from the player's perspective, if he's not played a competitive game since the summer, he might think, "Well, actually, this is a stepping stone. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll use Wolves, and I'll, I'll move on if they don't fulfil my ambitions. And if we do progress, then yeah. we've just got the, we've got the, a player for the next season mm. in the. Premier we League. had a Danish player before. Ooh. Is there an obvious one I'm thinking about? We've one. had Scandinavian players. We've had Icelandic players. We've had Norwegian players. This would be a good one. We've got to have. We've had a Belgian, haven't we? With we probably had someone on Hand loan. We probably had a centre back on loan. Where was yeah. Stefan Everson? Norway. Yeah, Norway. Tweet us in, everybody. We've Danish, got quite a few Danish Scandinavian fans. We must so, have yeah. had another Danish player if uh, someone really just obvious, us. who's like yeah. a huge fan favourite <laughs> that we just completely omit in. But now, if on the the thing to make this podcast up to date with current affairs that we do actually sign Boilers and by the time it comes out yeah. good signing yes <laughs> or no yeah I mean it, w- it would be a good signing um, I'm not too optimistic we'll pull it off oh we have halfway. what Mikel Bischoff yes Man City yes he was a, he was a centre half Man City go. so we've played no, right tweet in <laughs> games. Played, yeah, we've he, found the answer he played 11 games Whilst on loan from Manchester City yeah. between 2004 and 2005, nice. scored one goal. And can I just say that yeah. when Riga went, he has, I genuinely thought I mean, <laughs> that he'd actually signed for us. Whilst the That would have been yeah. so good. Well, was it Was it the first podcast season when you, you did it with Graham and that, and then actually whilst you in the podcast, people kept signing throughout? Like the Fonda officially signed. I think so. Yeah, OJ yeah, officially yeah. signed. Then someone yeah. left us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look how well that went for us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just like when Siggy told us first about his injury. That was very good. I love Siggy. Yeah. <laughs> Other transfer rumours uh, this week. This is where you know it's important. Dave's got it in a diary. I've got it in a book. We're ready for the yes and no's. Let's do a live and kicking version of yes. Was it hit, missile, maybe? Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. With the thumbs. Yes. Hit, missile, oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. So everybody get well, work some shit over this sort of medium but yeah we'll just yeah. it's okay yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make noises based on oh, your full movement so, so what's, what's oh, the oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well done Reed. well done <laughs> what's going to be the yes we oh okay not too loud <laughs> so we'll wipe this will we um no Ooh. maybe yeah. okay there we go that's the official noises here we go ready everybody Chris Wood leads Ooh. that's re- that's that's for Luke Thompson uh, for Ooh. Ooh, for Rye. What's Regan going for? Ooh. Ooh. Third time a charm, maybe, <laughs> for Jacket. He loves a bit of Chris Wood, doesn't he? That seemed to be the type of player that 
we still don't have, and Jackie wants that kind of very tall defender. And, but he's employing Zyro at the moment is in that. Sort I wouldn't of role, be disappointed if he come in. I just don't think it'll happen. Mm. Yeah, but look how how much did Leeds pay for him in the three summer? million? They're gonna want the money back, probably, aren't they? You know, it's, but yeah, but we're probably gonna have to pay it. To get a decent, mm. to get a decent striker yeah, at this exactly. level, you have to pay for him. I wouldn't mind paying three million pounds for a decent striker. He's a decent oh. striker. He scores goals. Right, next one, and I know what Luke Thompson's reaction is going to be to this one. I know it is already. Roof yes. from Oxford. It's a, it's a big thumbs up. Ring. Roy, I've got to go with this. Big thumbs yeah. up. Mm. Oh, it oh. thumbs down for Regan. Uh, Luke Thompson, why yes on Roof? Apart from the fact that he's scoring goals very recently, he's been on telly and could be a replacement for Jordan Graham. All of the above. There you go. Need I say more? Did you know Roof before he was on telly recently with with Oxford Swansea? Yeah, yeah I've heard yeah. about him. I've heard, I didn't know, like, know him personally on Football Manager. <laughs> I couldn't call him Kamar or anything. <laughs> he would still have to be Mister Roof. Okay, Roof. <laughs> 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 Mister Roof. Is, is it just me? How many oh, goals has he scored in recent times? Is it quite a few? There's no one thought to use the um, the headline, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. But I actually did tweet that the other day. Oh, fair enough. It just I'm got sh- no, no feedback. I'm sure it's been used in local press. Edda, or Edda from Not Swansea. Me. What are we going for, Luke Thompson? Hit me some maybe. It's a no, some, it's, a, it's a miss, sorry. And it's a maybe, maybe. from uh, Roy. Regan, what's your, from Edda from Swansea? I'd rather hands and clap. I'm going to say a, a miss. Yeah. Why, why, why maybe, Roy, on Meda? I don't know enough about him to kind of go either way, is the honest yeah. answer to that. I mean, I think they, they brought him for good money in, in the summer. I think he scores a goal. I'm, I'm really black in from Belgium or Braga, Portugal. One. It was about five million, million wasn't it, yeah. for Swansea, I think. So, yeah. you know, it, it fits the, the profile, I think, in terms of a tour fatigue pace, but I don't know enough about him, so... If if we got a cut price deal on him or a loan to the end of the season, mm. then yeah, I wouldn't be against that. And the other one today from Watford, if I say this right, Alouere, is it? Ab- Abu Abi Alouere is a striker at Watford. Right. There's, there's been others today, um, <laughs> some more substantial than others. Uh, <laughs> Just to point out yeah. that we found out recently that the one that Roy tweeted earlier on was actually completely made up. But anyway, well yeah. done, Roy, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was another rumour about uh, Spanish fullback uh, Sergio Ibirafen, uh, but the wage is apparently a bit of a headache. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be a bit of that. The, the big concern for January is a striker, perhaps two strikers. We've got, as we're recording this now, we've got what, about. Four, 13, 14 days or I've got 13 before the end of the transfer window surely Wolves will buy a striker but there's a part of it that thinks that the low window will, will come into play will Wolves sign a, a, a striker this window I know we'll probably talk more about this next week if we have or haven't but they've got it we've got yeah. no choice yeah they've got a sort of striker I mean I'll tell you I'll say this though Ennepic Air come on the other day and I, he it's wasn't good, playing it as an out and out striker but I thought he did well mm. he was very keen to get on the ball he's, he's a good player and I just don't understand why we haven't utilised him just, it just makes no sense if the club just come out and said look we're not going to spend the money yes but we're going to yeah. play the youth we're going to give the kids a chance would people accept that though? no but right what if what if the club said this season's a write off I know they couldn't really claim that <laughs> but you can see the statue in the background when there's a signing. You can see the statue. I can see the bed sheet right to off. the pitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, Breaking my, news. My club please. statement. It's on right <laughs> Whatever happens. There'll be no further we, comments. We, so, yeah. we, so, you know, we're, we're just sort of 
we're, we're going to end up in mid-table. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, if, not, if the club made if the club made promises to spend X amount in the summer, but give the kids a chance this season to see how they got on, and who knows, you know, and Bakari could play, for example, until May, score eight goals. And then do you, you don't need to buy another striker because you've already got one who can step up and, and score the goals for you. I can see what you're thinking, but you're perhaps throwing up a, a scenario there where, let's say, we did that. Kids played, kids played great. And you get to the summer, right, we're going to spend. No, well, no, we don't need to spend. These guys are developing really well. But how about all the money you're going to spend? But, but that's uh, you, if you've you, got kids developing really well, what's the point in, in buying players to then just shunt them back out? It's what like saying, OK, we've identified a right-back who's better than Dominic Iorfa. Or at the same level as Dominic Iorfa, should we sign him? I don't, don't <laughs> is, it, is it just me that's now thinking why? You know, we walk out to fanfare of the common man at home. Mm. Why the kids don't walk out to straight out of Campton? That's the poorest joke of the show. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm just reading it. I never. Do they still come out to fanfare? Um, of yeah, the common they man? Do. I thought that was in the Premier League days. They did that. For example, with Jordan Graham coming through, he wasn't. So, from, he wasn't from the academy, though, was he? He was signed. We signed him. Yeah, but he did go into the academy, didn't he? I'm not, you know. But with Jordan Graham coming through, um, everybody wanted Saka replaced in the summer. And there was a lot of books. Rightly so. But then Graham's come through, Mm. done a job, and now you don't hear that argument as much now, do you? Oh, we need a left winger, we need a left winger. Well, obviously you do now, but two weeks ago, say, for example. No, because we've got one. He's been playing up front for the last two games because we've got no strikers. (laughs) But people wasn't as bothered about. Sakar being replaced because we'd found a ready-made replacement with the kids. So, in a sense, be early on in the sense of what the plans are. Yes. Yeah. I think as well... That made no sense grammatically, but people knew <laughs> what it Be honest yeah. with what the plans are, and we're more likely to accept it. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's what... I think if the club come out and was honest and open and actually communicated with the fans about what they intend to do, I think people would be a lot more happy because they would know where the stand. You'd still get the the occasional idiot with a pitch for, but yeah, I do yeah. I do agree. I mean, I, put it this way, you know, a Grant Hull or a, I think Graham, uh, the other Graham, Danny Graham, he's gone to Blackburn. If we brought any of those in, in uh, you know, instead of Ennis and a Bakari, then I think I'm sure the reaction would be a lot worse. So mm. I think you know, it sounds cliche, but the, the people want to see the kids play. The academy's doing really well. The development squad's doing well. So there is, if there isn't a genuine striker there, I agree. Bright looked good in the week. He looked good in pre-season. He looks strong. He looks physical, which is often why players are overlooked at that age because they're not physically ready. Then, then give him a go, particularly on a season where, as, as you rightly say, he looks like meddling out. It's like when we we've missed out on the playoffs before. You think bring the kids in, you know? Why not? I think she's what a bit of a, a risk that Wolves are going to play at the minute. That again, we'll talk about keeper at the end, but Wolves are still only about eight points, eight right? points off playoffs. Another good run puts you back in, in, into I the pack. Think... If Wolves put the faith into the kids who aren't really experienced, are they going to be enough to push walls forward? Whereas if you bring someone in and pay the money who has the experience to provide what you need to provide, then you can do that. And I think this window will perhaps suggest whether Wolves are looking to push forward and think, right, we could, if we're lucky enough, grab that last you know, that last place, or whether they think we're going to really prepare for next season. And that's what I think this window will see by the end of 
January, all the load. The do. season but, isn't dead. Well, we haven't played well. If we stop, when we start to play well, we win. Hmm. It's there. It, I don't necessarily agree with the the season's done. Comment. The season looks done because we look like we've got no strikers and we're suffering with injuries. Hmm. If they were to invest appropriately, it might happen. However, I would think it would be appropriate to look at building a foundation for next season as well. Mm. So including younger players in the team. The only issue I have with bringing a player in, I don't necessarily have an issue with a Holt or prefer someone of Holt's age, shall we say, because it adds experience. Now, I know mm. Lafondra's there and he's a 29-year-old or whatever, but he's a certain type of striker that doesn't... He's never play, played... 90 minutes every week that's not what he does well and perhaps like you say there we could have been having this exact same conversation this time last year before a phobia came in mm. really we had we had an indifferent November, December we started to push on a tiny bit over Christmas which we've done this year a phobia came in no one really really knew of his potential apart from NK Dons did fantastic Wolves could sign a striker by the end of the week or next week and we could be kicked on again so I mean, well, we could, we could. Yeah. Yeah. You, could. Never, you just never know do you but you know I think <clears throat> most of the success stories of the last three years have all come from the academy mm. you know Graham this year probably the only success story we've I, had. I don't think you can I, I, say, I don't think you can call Graham an academy son. I know he did a bit in the reserves but I think he's a Villa academy player yes, he's, he's, he's a signing he's a but he was an academy signing wasn't yeah. he he wasn't yeah. signed to go straight into the first team he was signed to sort of Finish his development Develop, in the yeah. academy. And then you talk about horse and I offer last, last season. Season. Yeah. season before you look at Jack Price. You know, so sometimes I, I don't know, I think you do have to be you just, just I don't know. Just you, trust the youth. Be a bit more honest with the fans. Do or do and, and do we as fans have to be a bit more patient in terms of if the club comes out and goes, Right, we're gonna stick with you for the next six months. We have to be patient get right. We might have games where they're gonna totally be, you know, disastrous. They will develop over time. We've just got to be patient. Oh, but that wouldn't be any different to what would have been happening five or six games ago, mm. where we were playing and having disastrous games. So if it was to happen in another three or four weeks' time, mm. you know, I think we're all used to it. So Wolves were unable to make it five wins in a row on Saturday with a three-one home defeat to Cardiff. Uh, two beautiful goals from Craig Noon uh, basically killed the game off uh, by the first half. Uh, obviously, an early goal in the third half, signed, sealed, and delivered the win for Cardiff. But by half time, you wouldn't have hot. really. <laughs> but by half time, you wouldn't have really said that Wolves deserved to be behind. What do we think of the the game in general before we go into more detail, gentlemen? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. It was another open game. It was like mm. Fulham in the week, and there's an argument to say we kind of got away with it at Fulham, um, but. Cardiff had more quality players. They didn't have a lot of chances, but the ones in which they did, the first goal, fantastic strike, can't do much about that. Mm-hmm. Second one, great strike, but Danny Barth was back in onto the ring road with his, his defensive play. So we, we were, it was another open game, it was another direct game, and this is the way we're going at the moment. But um, I think we were unfortunate at half time but it was that whole whoever got the next goal thing and I think because they got one fairly early in the second half mm. then it kind of changed if we would have got back in the game I think we would have gone on to mm. win the game any thoughts I, I think we were we saw the game same game we saw on Tuesday, went Tuesday mm. except for this time they're not having a striker bit us on the arse in mm. the fact that we missed chances that we'd. I'd like to think a striker would have put away Personally, I don't think you can account for the first goal. 
they occasionally happen. Mm. Second yeah. goal, as you say, he backed off a bit too. Whilst it was a great finish, there was too much backing off, and I can't remember the third goal to be honest. I think it was outside the box yeah. again, though, wasn't it? Oh, sorry, that was it. Yeah, it was a, that was a shot that should have been closed down. Mm. I mean, I think the good thing about their first goal really was it was in the one place that was unsavable because mm. it was moving, but it was still straight above his head. So it was kind of a. I mean, he, was, that was an awful demonstration of Carla Kimmy trying to make the shot, by the way. But it was kind of in an unsavable position because it was so close to mm. his face and it's it's one of them you accept yeah. that they go in I applauded yeah. the goal it was a great goal really I mean could they have closed him down probably yeah then again you have a go- teams have good games the chances of Wolves really winning three at five on the spin whilst it's a nice idea and you take every game as it comes eventually we were going to lose I think I just had that feeling it was a strange one it was like well tickets were on offer weren't they 24,000 gate it just it did seem far too good to be true. We're too far schooled in walls over recent years to think that they're going to continue it. And Cardiff have got some good players. They mm. looked a good side. It's a good crowd, wasn't it, as well? Half to 24 and a half, nearly 24 and a half. It was a, a, a good to see Molyneux near as full as that. Who do you think impressed for Cardiff? I mean, well, take, I, out, I, take out Noon, because obviously yeah. Noon had his two goals. So you can't say he did nothing because he scored two goals. But mm. I mean, save for that. I just, I, well, I thought Mason Noon. I thought, I thought going forward they looked a decent side, mm-hmm. and you, and in, in this division, as, as you rightly say, you've got some of these individuals. Whittingham's always been a decent player. Slade looks as if he's kept a nucleus of a, of a decent squad. So I think, I don't think we'd be too hard done by on on, on that game alone. It's just that my biggest frustration is probably just a wider point. It's just we just seem to be playing this long ball stuff at the moment, which is. Dire to watch at times. Mm. It's all led by the captain, Bar, Oof, Hoof. We've got Zyro, yeah, he's six foot, so we'll put him up front. And I just think we'll get found out, particularly mm. against championship centre arse, who are big physical centre arse, if we play that way, we'll get we'll get found well, out. By by the third goal, kind of all Cardiff needed to do was kind of sit back, soak up the pressure, and the long ball strategy to Giro just didn't work. We just no. we became nullified from fifty minutes onwards. In the second half, and that's why we couldn't get back into it. Uh, but I say Giro, another goal. Yeah, I know it's a consolation, in, consolation yeah. at the end. But three goals in two games isn't bad for this guy who will eventually go out to the wing <laughs> and eventually be sold, probably. Yeah. But no, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought VLP had a really good game, probably his best game we've seen him all. And I think I talked about this on the it was podcast. Good in the week as well. Yeah. I talked about this last week on the podcast that we've almost seen a completely different VLP. He's, he looks so much more determined, so much hungrier for the ball. And he had a shot in, that, in the first half where he kind of ran from the halfway mm. line and he was agonisingly close. And again, I just want this guy to score a goal because I think he deserved it oh, on that performance alone. Oh, you do, and he obviously does as well, yeah. considering the amount of selfish passes, he, yeah. sorry, selfish shots he took on Saturday. It's just work right for me. It's yeah. been the biggest difference. Uh, you know, I've I've openly criticised him when he was playing on the wing, but since he's come back, but no, the last two games he's been fantastic in terms of his work rate. Mm. Whether or not he'll continue to be a strike, and perhaps you know, with with Graham going, perhaps you know there'll be players from on the wing. But he's, he's warranted his play the last two games because he's closed down and he's looked sharp and he's given defenders something mm. different to think about. And actually, in fairness, that partnership with Zaro, they do complement each other, but as 
as we mentioned earlier, there was quite a few chances going in the box. So I think there was one particular cross second half where H was just screaming out for a striker mm. to get on the end of it. So they're not natural strikers, but Lepar, uh, he was brilliant last week. Uh, there's, there's a smug smile on the face of uh, Luke Thompson, who's part of the, of redemption uh, on the, the Van Le Parra club yeah. or the, the, the VIP or VLP pass club. Luke Thompson, the VLP pass club. Yeah, I tried to kind of paraphrase VIP, it didn't really work. <laughs> I was trying to do the whole bullet club kind of thing, but it didn't really work. Anyway, Luke, uh, T, um, VLP. Good player, you know, frustrating because he's got the ability and the technicality to do what he does. But for whatever reason, at times, he just wasn't doing it. Mm. The only problem that we've got now is because he's been made such a scapegoat, people are going to struggle to look beyond. Mm. And he could he could win the FA Cup for us single-handedly and people would still say that's just the position he's in now. It's a shame. I can't get the feeling of VLP that if he does finally score a goal, he could like go on a massive run. It's one of those things. Well, around, his... around the pitch in celebration, yeah. he scored a goal. But one of those things where he's finally got over this demon. Yeah. Because I think that goal against Fulham in the cup, it was basically an own goal, really. It was going to go in, but it mm. basically went off the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if he has a, a normal goal where it doesn't hit anyone else and goes in, it could release such a, a pressure off him and just. Go for it. Yeah, it could, well could do. It well could do. I mean, I just hope for for our sake that he, he keeps his mm. performance levels where they are now, because he's a he's a good player. He mm. terrifies defenders when he's running at them. Mm. Absolutely terrifies them. He just needs to be become a bit more consistent now. What I thought with the game on Saturday was that Cardiff basically did the homework. What they knew that Wolves defend deep. That you know, I think recent games we've not really seen teams have a shot in the box at Molyneux. So they just thought, well, we'll just take our shots from a distance, <laughs> and they did. And you know, and it paid off mm. for them. And all they had to do by the third goal was sit back, because like Roy pointed out a bit there before, Wolves in the first half very much concentrated on wing play, opened up Cardiff up, perhaps unlucky not to score more than one. Second half, it was just long balls constantly, and Cardiff just had to take up the pressure, and that was it. Really Talking good. of performances on Saturday and yes. transfer rumours, one that you didn't mention. Oh, Danny Bart to Burnley, Bournemouth, and Burnley. Bournemouth, both, and Bournemouth, both. Yeah, there is both, but I, no, it won't happen. I can't see it. Happening. I hope it happens. No. Five million yeah. pound. Oh, oh yeah, ching. ching. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd cash that in. Yeah. I'd, but, pi- I'd give him a piggyback. <laughs> but yeah. I think no, I don't, it's I think not, he's not, a lazy room. It yeah, can't be any substance. I think he's a good you know, player, and I do think he has a future. But I think it's learning his own game still. He's an old. Fa- he's almost like an old-fashioned yes. centre forward, isn't he? He's not. Do you not think he's old-fashioned centre forward? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you mentioned, yeah. always coming from the captain. That long yeah. ball. That long ball. That long ball. And it's com- it's destroying the style of player that it's, everybody wants us to it's, play like. It's completely harmless, but it also it must be an instruction because I came as well. I, I've mm. very rarely seen Bowley out to the wide. It's always who... It, uh, it's something I've seen change considerably over the last few weeks. And I guess it, it's also down to your players that you have. If you have someone like Price, you know, who will hold the ball and retain the ball, then they'll keep hold of the ball. But like Fulham... We came in at half-time at Fulham. I think they had 63% of the possession. I know that's the type of style that they're playing, the players that they've mm. got. But we've really changed and we were a little bit predictable. So, no, I, I agree. It holds us back and it all stems from he's he's the captain of the team, hoofing the ball up, mm. 
And I think we're a bit better than that as well. Mm, and I think, yeah. you know... And that comes with uh, the stats from the game, with the lack of strikers and playing that style. Wolves, 18 shots, two on target. <sighs> Cardiff, That's seven, not football manager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 17 shots, seven on target, obviously giving the three goals. But I, when I saw that Cardiff stat, apart from the three goals... I did think I don't think they really had no, any other chances. I mean, they scored three wonder goals no. effectively. I think Arkemi might have. I mean, what constitutes a shot on target? It, you know, mm. it, it, we nullified them yeah. to an extent, didn't we? Well, I guess Cardiff did exactly the same thing as well. Did anyone else play well on Saturday apart from Graham, who again before the injury thought had a, a good half and VLP? I don't know if anyone else. Zero. Do you have another follow up? Another good game? Any goal? Uh, any goal where a striker scores is a good game. Yeah. I mean, he's in there to win the ball in the end. He, he, pretty yeah. much every occasion, he won the ball. Edwards had a decent game, mm. in fairness. Um, again, Edwards, especially we saw it on Fulham, has shown a lot more hunger and tenacity to, to win the ball. Mm. Ever since a phobia's gone, there seems to be a lot more hunger in the team. Uh, all in all, then, for Cardiff, uh, a defeat. It was going to come anyway, but perhaps because of the types of goals that Cardiff scored, fans weren't as bothered by the defeat. It was just an unlucky defeat, perhaps, could you say? Yeah, they happen yeah. sometimes, don't they? And yeah. Literally nothing you can do about it. So on Saturday, lunchtime, Wolves take on QPR at Loftus Road. Uh, it's on telly. It's on Sky. We're back. I didn't even realise Sky Sports Wolves. We're back on telly. We're back on telly. Uh, QPR's win at the weekend against Rotherham, 3-0 away, was their first win in nine, would you believe? Their 15th in the table, 34 points. We're only three points uh, behind us. Uh, earlier on in the season, Wolves went from 30 minutes of playing like Barcelona mm-hmm. and being 2-0 up to 60 minutes of capitulation and somehow throwing away a lead to lose 3-2. Now, from what I can gather, the last time we played at Loftus Rose was our last Premier League win when we won 2-1. Is that when Cesar got sent off? Yes. When he just went ballistic? Yes. <laughs> uh, Doyle and Jarvis, I believe. Scored on that day. See, oh, I remember the worst day of my working career. Was that two, 2012? Was that because <laughs> it snowed? It I got stuck in Stafford on the oh, road. Yeah, it really snowed badly. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, no, mate, it snowed so badly that we got sent home from work early, but I still got stuck on the motorway because they hadn't a chance to grip. Bloody I've been in Merry Hill shopping and I just waited in the car for an hour because it was that bad to get out the car park. It was uh, unreal. How embarrassing. Luke and Dave's traffic weather <laughs> oh, recollections. That, our last Premier League win came in. What I'm guessing would have been February, February, February yeah. the twenty February the twenty first, if I remember correctly. Uh, Two thousand twelve, I was I was guessing. Yeah, so that's the last one I've had there. Uh, now the one thing that's been riling Wolves fans up so much recently is that QPR have obviously uh, sold uh, Charlie Austin to Southampton for four million. Oh my great, god, the great great buy. Yeah, given, and that was coming there. But then, given the fact that obviously his deals running out in the summer, so perhaps four million. What Wolves should have signed him for four? No, million? no, no. The fact that four million, but it's a good buy because obviously his deals mm. running out in the summer. But great buy for Southampton. But that two days later they bought uh, Connor Washington from Peterborough. Now the argument for most fans is that almost they're suggesting that QPR saw this coming, so they've got a replacement team. Why Wolves haven't done the same? But we, you don't know whether that's the case at Wolves. You know whether, surely Wolves would have realised a phobia was going to go eventually. Does it mean that Wolves haven't been trying to line someone up and it just hasn't happened? I guess we just don't know what goes on. You should always be looking for players. I mean, yeah. and that's that's the spill you get from the club as well. You should always be looking for players and preempting this. And when you see a rival sign a player who's knocking the goals in League One, then he's going to. And I've, I've rank, I think, isn't it? You know, you look at Blackburn, and they've replaced their striker. Before he's even left, mm. 
What do we think of Connor Washington from Peterborough? Good sign for QPR. Would you have liked to see him, see him at Wolves? Because he was it was one of those kind of transfer rumour links, wasn't it? I don't think for purely, two and a half mil. Purely for the ability to sing USA. USA. But from a footballing ability? I don't know enough about him to no. comment. I know he scored a few I know he scored a few goals, but I think they've got a history, haven't they, Peterborough bringing through players from non league, mm. McLeod, mm. Mikhail Smith. Um, so McLean. McLean, yeah. Not forgetting Tommy Rowe as well. Unless I don't yeah. know whether he came from there. But Q, I mean, QPR on Saturday they've got Matty Phillips still, Emmanuel Thomas. Mm. You know, Phillips is always done well against. So now got, Washington, so they've got some good players. They've got a basis of a good squad, which yeah. again surprised you that they're languishing in fifteenth. But obviously they've got Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank at the helm. Mm. I wouldn't mind seeing us. I wouldn't mind seeing us um, take Matt Phillips. No I know, but that that'd be like a dream. <laughs> that'd be a good signing, wouldn't it? Isn't it valued at about eight million or something? It'd be interesting for the team on Saturday. Then um, we don't know if uh, Siggy is back in contention. Well, he'll let us know. Yeah, he'll yeah. let us know. <laughs> um, we don't know whether we'll sign a striker by Saturday. It's a guessing game at the moment. Let's if we say, sign a striker, let me tweet now and Saturday he won't start anyway. Let's say that Wolves don't try and sign a striker. By Saturday, what team would you play on Saturday against QPR? Would you change the the, the starting lineup from uh, the last two games at all? You'd probably bring um, Lafondra back in, I'd imagine. Well, he has to change it mm. for, for Graham. Yeah. Um, so perhaps the, lo- the, the the logical one is Zyro to the wing and, and Lafondra or Bright potentially mm. up front. Um, I don't know if anyone else, else is suspended. I don't think I'd change it more than that because, as you say, if you take the game in isolation the week and the fact that it wasn't the manner of it, the way the goals are scored, we haven't been doing too bad. We're not mm. on a bad run. So maybe only one or two changes. So actually, going back to Cardiff, did anyone think that perhaps, I know Luke, you'll disagree with this, but the Bright substitution was a bit odd that he brought Bright on and perhaps not Burn. Like a light for light replacement. We're getting Burn, aren't we? For potentially for mm. Graham. Actually. But then again, you know what, I mean? what has know, Burn yeah. done to, to, to not start or yeah. not get, get a chance? I know you. I know you disagree with the bright thing. Oh no! But but I thought it was odd that perhaps, you know it'd be hard to disagree because Burn is obviously ahead of Brighton of Bakari and Jacket's plans, his development, etc., etc. So it, it doesn't really make much sense, mm. really, yeah. and you know and. I, when every time Burns come on, he's not looked that bad, has he? No, he's it's, effective. It's, it's yeah. not like he's come on and it's yeah. been like, oh, he's... You know, when Aljo come on, I know people say he's better from the bench, but he still made some appearances from mm. the bench where he was like, he's mm. I don't think I don't think I've once thought that about Burns on any yeah. of his appearances. He's looked good. He's looked a, he's looked a good player. He's quite small, isn't he? But he's, mm. he's, he's you know, he looks a decent player. He, he'd imagine he's a light, light replacement. But... You can never pre-guess some of Jackie's decisions. <laughs> so, yeah. Back to QPR then. So obviously Graham out, Giro maybe on the wing, VLP perhaps on the wing, possibly. Mm, yeah. yeah. But apart from that, no real change we can really force. Uh, what's happening with Price? Is he injured yeah. or? I think Price is back. Price did appear in a Wolves eleven that played a Shrewsbury eleven behind closed door today, Tuesday recording, and they lost one 0 But it was quite a strong. Wolves team. That. Quite a strong Wolves team, and we still lost one 0 Looking at the players that we played, I think Martinez played, uh, Goldborn, Lafondra played, and um, Price played as well. Yeah. They're still starting eleven players for mm-hmm. Wolves, you would say. So that's but, quite embarrassing. But Connor's really. not done that bad really since he's been around. And we also won. We got twelve out of fifteen points where Price hasn't played, in which Richard made the point last week of. I think we've proved that it's not just 
you know, play price, get points. What's the phrase? No, no price, price, no points. points. There we go. That mean we can just banish You do realise, it's only like a dad then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to... What is it the kids say these days? <laughs> no, play price, get points. No, dad. No, it's no price, no points. But well done for trying. It was good effort. I'm not up to date with well, all these things. Well, you're getting his practising, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to be a dad soon. I know. Thank well, you. First off, I've seen you think so. I know, yeah, thanks. Congratulations once again today from everyone on the fan And Luke Thompson for popping the old question. Oh, yeah. You absolute tart. <laughs> Spoiling everyone's thunder with that. Could you imagine? What? Oh, I've got all this for Christmas. Would you? Oh, yeah, I've fresh. You. <laughs> you swine. Oh, babe, Wait. I love you. So, could I do? Could I propose to you on Christmas Day? No, congratulations. You beautiful. Oh, thank you. Any any dates set for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Yan and Luke? Um, probably not until. Two thousand and twenty. Three seasons. Three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see when the pictures come out. About four or five years. No rush. <laughs> that, is, that is no rush. Yeah. Hang on. Elsfield. Six. Yeah, there's definitely no rush. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no other change for QPR. The game. So should we do predictions then for this weekend's game? Uh, Luke Thompson, what are you going for? What's your gut telling you right now for QPR versus Wolves? Twelve thirty on Sky. Queens Park Rangers. Two. Ooh. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Two. Oh, it's two all draw. Mm. Scores for um, Van La Para and an old guy. Oh, it's Anthony Hopkins on the fan cast today. Absolute scenes if VLP scores. I guess the. Uh, I'd love it. I'd love it if he went there and scored against them. Calm down, son. Yeah, that's one of the worst Kevin Keegan impressions. I'd love it if we beat them. Love it. That could be on par. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I can't up you on the impression now. Right, what are we going I, for? I'm going to go... Yeah, I, I think a draw as well. A draw I'll as go well. one one just to vary, but yeah, another score draw. Mate, a score draw. Edwards is probably due a goal, so let's let's give him a say. David Edwards, Edwards goal. Yeah. Uh, uh, Regan, what's I'll, your I'll, uh, prediction? I would share an opinion, uh, opinion similar to that of Yam Yam Luke. So a two-all draw, you believe? Couldn't possibly say. <laughs> a score draw, you're saying. Yeah, so we're all, we're all saying draws. I'm saying a two on defeat. You're no. the most pessimistic Wolves fan. And in the this world. is oh, why. Really? This I'm is why you always predict. This Wolves is why you're if, the host and we're the pundits. I think if you go in, in fancast history, I usually go for a Wolves draw or win. Honestly. Nah. Well, your homework this week, Luke, <laughs> is to listen <laughs> to, to to historical podcasts <laughs> and see my predictions. I'd, I'd, I'd say you've predicted more losses than wins. Someone did the research. Mm. I'd like to know who the, the most pessimistic Wolves fan is, because there's probably quite a few in that category. Mm. Uh, yeah, let's let's dinner parties. Let's do let's do like a Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. For pessimistic Wolves fans. Yeah. People send your suggestions in. <laughs> no. Let's not. No. 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 Oh, we scrap that then. <laughs> But I could have we, had the red we, button. And we, 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 That's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook, Wolves Fancast, Instagram, Wolves underscore Fancast. And uh, you can check out our website at wolvesfancast.com. Uh, and we're back next week to talk about that game against QPR. Uh, so for this week, <laughs> it's bye from Luke Thompson. See you later. Bye from Roy. Bye. Bye from Regan. Au revoir, monsieur and mademoiselles. Bye from me. See you next week.